been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I'm going, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, Get up, take up your bed and walk. And at once the man was healed and he took up his bed and walked. Let's go to the, word, the Lord in prayer for just a moment. Father, we ask your blessings upon this, your word. We know that your word is active and quicker and sharper than any two-edged sword, that it pierces down to the very depths of our being. I pray that this word would speak to each of us today. Change us, transform us to look like Jesus. And Father, I pray that and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Christian author Sheila Wallace or Sheila Walsh uh, tells of a story she had, an experience she had one time. She had run, been running through an airport and she plopped down in an airplane chair and she happened to sit by somebody who started laughing. And she began to question the woman. She says, well, is my hair straight? Am I, do I look all disarray? She said, no, I just know who you are. She recognized her from the book jacket on the back of the book that she was reading. She was reading the book called The Shelter of God's Promises. And Sheila Walsh, the author, asked this lady, why did you pick up that particular book right now in your life to read? And she said, well, it's because I'm stuck. And I've been stuck for years. So Sheila asked her to tell her story in five minutes, and, she, and the woman said, well, it'll take longer than five minutes. She said, I'll listen to the long version, but tell me the short version first. Because what Sheila Walsh had discovered is, usually when a person tells their life story in five minutes, they focus only on what's most important to them. This particular lady had had a a really bad, ugly divorce years later. And she had chosen to define her life by that particular event in her life. That is why she was stuck. As we look at this passage today, we see a man who was stuck. He had been in his condition for a long time. He was stuck by a pool, the pool of Bethesda. The impact and that he had experienced had left him hopeless. Guys, he'd been laying there 38 years. Now, I know some Bible versions, they have a passage of Scripture that's not found in most of the ancient manuscripts. So the text that I read to you did not include it. But according to some, that particular version, an angel came down and stirred the waters by that pool. And whoever was the first in after the pool was stirred, they would be healed from their infirmities. Well, whether or not that actually happened or not, we don't know. But what we do know is there was some idea or some uh, belief on the part of those laying by that pool. If they could get in that water when it started bubbling, that they would be healed from their infirmities. But this guy was a paraplegic. He couldn't walk. And before he could get to the pool, somebody else beat him to it. 
He had been sitting by this pool for 38. Why was he still coming? He'd given up hope. Why was he still coming? Well, probably he was coming because that's where people begged for alms. He needed to be able to live. And that was the only way that he could make ends meet. This paraplegic was hopeless. He was stuck. We live in a day and time when a lot of people are stuck. They're stuck in a bad marriage or maybe they're stuck in a bad job or they're stuck with overwhelming debt or they're stuck with devastating grief. They're just stuck. They feel like a a car that's stuck in the mud with the wheels spinning, but they're not going anywhere. This passage of Scripture Jesus tells this man how he can become unstuck. And he tells us as well how we can become unstuck no matter what we're facing, no matter what we're going through in our life. Let's see some insights that we can gain from this passage of Scripture. First of all, the first insight that I see from this particular passage of Scripture is we have a compassionate Savior. We have a compassionate Savior. Jesus Christ is on His way to Jerusalem to celebrate, to have a great time, to to celebrate a feast like every good Jewish person was supposed to do. And while he was there and while he was celebrating, he made time out because he knew he had a divine appointment at Bethesda. And the Bible says that when Jesus looked around, what did he see? He saw a multitude of sick desperate people. But it also says there was one person who was ready to receive what Jesus had to offer. Jesus, out of all that multitude, He focused on one person. He saw the one person who was in desperate need. Can I say this to you today? I don't care where you are, where you're stuck in your life right now. Jesus sees you. He sees you right where you are. He has compassion on you. He longs to meet you at your point of need and to deal with whatever's causing you to be stuck. This man was stuck by a pool. As a paraplegic, I've read stories and heard people talk about going to that area of the world, even today. And people like that oftentimes crawl around on their belly and they use their hands to get to places. Their hands are usually scarred and bloodied from all the stuff that they have, the rocks and stuff that they have to crawl across to get where they're going. Oftentimes, they can't take care of their own bodily functions. And so there's an odor about them. The Bible tells us here that, you know, this man... Had no friends. Maybe that was because of the condition that he found himself in. Maybe, maybe he had begged so much and asked people so much to put him in the water when it was stirred that they just got tired of listening to him. But he is all alone in a multitude of people. He is all by himself. And yet Jesus sees him. Jesus sees him in desperate need. He sees him right where he is. The multitude of people here of invalids remind me that spiritually speaking, we have a a multitude of people in this world that have been devastated by sin and they're stuck there. They're stuck in their sin condition. 
and they need to be healed. But they're trying by their own vices, they're trying by their own uh, power to heal themselves. But they don't have the power to do that. Only person that can heal them is the Lord Jesus Christ. But they've got to want to be healed. Sin has devastated this world. There are people crippled by their sin. They're enslaved by their sin. They're looking for some way out. They're trying everything they know to do. They go to drug have. They do this. They do that. They go wherever they can do to find help. But they won't turn to the one person who can heal them completely of sin's devastating consequences. But guys, here's what I want you to hear today. I don't care where you are in your sin condition. I don't care if you're a Christian, you already know Jesus Christ, but you're stuck because of some past event that happened to your life and you've allowed that to define who you are right now. I want you to know Jesus sees you right where you are. And Jesus can do something about your problem. He can cause you to be unstuck. He can make you be unstuck. Are you hopeless today? Are you stuck today? You have a compassionate Savior who sees you right where you are. And you can do something about it. Second thing I see in this passage of Scripture is we have a very perceptive Savior. We have a very perceptive Savior. He sees more than you and I see. Jesus turns to this man when he sees him in this condition. He turns to this man and he says to him, Do you want to be healed? Now I wonder what that paraplegic man was thinking at that point in time I wonder if he was thinking to himself well why in the world am I here if I'm not ready want to be healed what kind of question is that do I want to be healed of course I want to be healed I've been crawling around on my my belly for 38 years of course I want to be healed Jesus saw him right where he was. Do you you realize people today, there are people that like where they are in their condition, they don't want to be healed? I know people that are perfectly capable of working today, and I'm not talking about retired people, I'm talking about young people that are perfectly capable of working, but they'd rather stay home and let the government give them money. They don't want to be healed. There are people today that like where they are in their sin. They like the pleasures of sin for a season. They don't mind being enslaved to it. They like it. And they don't want to be healed. And so I think this is a very valid question that we have on the part of our Savior. He asked us today, do you want to be healed? Do you want things to be better than they are right now? Do you want things, do you want to be unstuck or do you like... Being in the mud with your tires spinning and not going anywhere. I got tickled my brother last week. He and his wife went up to the Gatlinburg area. They were actually on the North Carolina side, of, but up there in the mountains. And they were staying in a cabin. And there was a road that went up from their cabin, a dirt road. And they decided, now my little brother's got a, a, I think it's a Chevrolet Colorado. Thank you. I, I couldn't remember what it was. One of those Liberty trucks. And they decide they're going to go exploring up this hill. They get about halfway up that hill, and guess what? They got stuck. That's a wonderful way to spend your vacation. You only got three or four days in the mountains. That's one way, great way to spend one day stuck in the mud. He had to call somebody to come get him out. 
Guys, when you and I find ourselves stuck, sometimes we can't get ourselves out of that predicament. We need to call on somebody who can. We need to call on the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, I think, asked this question because he wanted that man to quit focusing on his own efforts and focus on the person of Jesus Christ. It's as Jesus says, look here, quit thinking about the pool. Quit. You know, notice what the guy says. Look at all the excuses. When, when he starts asking if he wants to be healed, what does it say here? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no one to put me in the pool. I have no other friends and I can't get there. Somebody gets there before me. I'm personally unable and I don't have any friends who are able to help me. And Jesus is saying, look at me because I can help. Turn your focus to something different. Look at me. Jesus cuts through all the excuses and all the defenses that this man throws up so that that man might focus completely and totally on Jesus Christ. You know, this man's not any different than people today. There are people that struggle with their own illnesses. There are people that are stuck. They're stuck with alcoholism. They're stuck with drugs. They're stuck with low self-esteem. They're stuck in grief. I can, I can take you and introduce you to a woman whose son, as a high school teenager, was killed on a motorcycle accident. And I watched that lady. She was a member of another church where I pastored. And I watched that lady. Every time somebody would say something and she would start laughing, it was like right in the middle of being happy, she would stop it just like that. And she was stuck in her grief and she decided, and she told me this, she decided that if her son was gone and he couldn't be happy, then she shouldn't be happy. She let that one moment define the rest of her life. She was stuck. There are people today that are stuck, stuck in grief, stuck in alcoholism, stuck in drugs. But there are also people that are stuck in their lost condition. Without Jesus Christ, we are all dead in our trespasses and sin. And we are stuck away from the presence of Almighty God. And Jesus asked a question today, are you tired of being in that condition? Are you ready to be unstuck? Do you want to be healed. That's the question that Jesus Christ has for you. In fact, Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll do what? I'll give you rest. You want rest today? You want rest? You want to be unstuck? You want to have rest and peace in your heart and hope in your heart? It only comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, here's the last thing that I see the last insight that I see in this passage is we have a powerful Savior. We have a powerful Savior. We not only have a compassionate Savior, we not only have a perceptive Savior, but we have a powerful Savior. Jesus turned to this man and looked him straight in the eye. I happen to think, you know, the picture that I get of this scene that's going on, the man's laying there on a mat by the pool, probably laying over a little bit away from the pool in the shade because it's pretty warm in that part of the world. He's probably laying over in the shade so that he doesn't get sunburned. And he's laying over there and he's looking at the pool saying, I don't have anybody to put me in that pool. And I really honestly, I get this picture that Jesus steps over here just like this and, and gets between that man in the pool and looks him straight in the eye 
and says to him, get up, take up your bed and walk. Now what did the man have to do? What did the man have to do to be healed? Did he have to crawl over to the water? Did he have to have some friends help him? No, the only thing he had to do was to be obedient to the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ. He had to quit trusting in his own efforts and turn and focus on Jesus Christ, which is exactly what he did. You notice what the Bible said? Instantaneously, instantaneously, the man got up. Now, this is a man who either had been crippled from birth he at least had been crippled for 38 years. He not used his ankles and his feet, his muscles had atrophied. All of that was healed instantaneously. And the man just simply stands up, turns around and grabs his mat and leaves the place where all the invalids are. He is instantaneously healed. Is that not powerful? Is that not a powerful Savior that has that kind of power to be able to, to take somebody... And, and, and instantaneously, I don't even know if the guy knew how to walk. If he was born that way, how would he even know how to walk? And yet, Jesus told him to get up and walk, and that's exactly what he did. We have a powerful Savior. I'm afraid too many people are like this paraplegic. They're trying as hard as they know how to get themselves to God. They're trying to get it all straightened out. They go through drug rehab 14 times and never have success. They try this and they try that, but they don't try the one thing that will make a difference in their life. Jesus Christ alone is powerful enough to get us unstuck from whatever has got us stuck in this life. When that man jumped up and ran away, it was, it was an evidence of the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, Isaiah chapter 35 tells us that when the Messiah came, the lame would leap like deer. It reminds me of the man that Peter and John healed at the, the gate of beautiful gate where the guy was walking and leaping and praising God. This is very much an evidence that Messiah, the promised one, was among the people. You know the sad thing about it? How many multitude of invalids were around that pool that day? How many, how many of them had their life transformed? One. You would have thought if they had witnessed that, that they would all have been clamoring out and screaming. The Bible says Jesus just walked away and went about his business after this man was healed. Later he would find this man. And tell him not only should he trust him for physical healing, but he should trust him for spiritual healing. Jesus Christ alone has the power to give everlasting life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. We live in a day and time where some people are waiting for some lightning bolt to come from heaven. Or, or maybe some angel to appear, or maybe God himself to appear. Before they put their faith and trust in God. And you know what God says? God, you know, the, God's word alone is powerful enough to heal. Jesus spoke to this man. He didn't touch him. He didn't do anything to him. He simply looked at him and he said, take up your bed and go home. And the man had instantaneously was healed and he went home. That's the power of the risen Christ. These words in this book right here, these words are our life. These words give eternal life. 
But you must put your trust in the person that this book speaks about. Not the book, but the person this book speaks about, the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what the Bible says? Romans 1.16, a great verse of Scripture to memorize if you want one to memorize. For the gospel, the good news about who Jesus Christ is, His life, His death, His burial, His resurrection, His ascension and His second coming, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. Are you stuck today? Are you stuck in your sin? What are you waiting for? Jesus said, come to me. The Bible says that today's the day of salvation. Are you stuck in grief? Are you stuck in, in some other, enslaved by some other sin? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to get out of it? Come to Jesus. Trust His power. Trust His Word. Put your faith and trust in Him. He alone can deliver you from whatever has been bothering you. Think about it for this way for just a minute. Imagine yourself as that paraplegic there that day. Can you sense his frustration? Can you sense the desperation? I have nobody. Nobody can help me. And Jesus said, I can. I can. Simply do what I tell you to do and you will be healed. I don't know where you are today. Maybe you're desperate. Maybe you're comfortable being stuck. I don't know. I don't like being stuck. You ever been stuck before in your car? I've been stuck before. I don't like being stuck. I don't like being stuck. If you're stuck today, I want you to know there's one who has the power to unstick you from wherever you are. Maybe something's paralyzed you. Maybe something's keeping you from living the full and a meaningful and abundant life that Christ has promised. Isn't it time to throw that aside? Isn't it time to do away with that and turn to Jesus? He alone has that power. If I were to ask you to tell me in five minutes, to tell me your life, or if I were to ask you to sit down and write out a paragraph, you've got one paragraph to tell me about your life. He would tell me what's really important in your life. He would probably also reveal where you're stuck. What's defining you. Do you want to be defined by that particular event or that particular thing? Or do you want to be defined by Jesus? Do you want to be set free? Or as Jesus said, do you want to be healed? Let's go to the Lord in prayer.